Welcome to Health Data Talks, where industry experts offer bite-sized tips and trends for managing legacy data. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Shannon Larkin, and joining me is Harmony Healthcare IT's Senior Vice President, Jim Hammer. And today I thought we'd discuss the archival of records and data, healthcare delivery organizations that aren't patient-centric. So welcome, Jim, to the show. Hey, Shannon. So can you start by just giving us an overview of your role at Harmony for those that don't know you? Yeah, sure. I appreciate it. I'm a uh, senior vice president with Harmony. I've been uh, with the company since our inception back in 2006. I've got the unique opportunity to lead our operations team, which includes our consultation up front and the beginning of our project engagements through the implementation cycle and ultimately to our customer experience and support teams that deliver both services and product to the organization and to our customers. I'm also in a unique position that I lead our product strategy for the organization and uh, help develop the original design and approach to our health data management strategy, as well as how we migrate, as well as archive and decommission solutions. Real quickly, when we started back in 2006, we knew that any solution that we brought to market had to be robust to handle really any data challenge and needs for our customers, as well as it had to be really easy to use and navigate. So functionally, we spent a lot of time to make sure the solution was easy to navigate, being able to get the right data at the right time to the right person really quickly and efficiently, because we knew that really time needs to be focused on the production systems. But that historic data is just so vital, both to patient and non-patient data dealing on a daily basis. Right. So since 2006, I mean, that's that's well over 15 years that you've been handling legacy data. And there's been a lot of focus on the patient-based records, the clinical and financial data that we accumulate over the years in acute and ambulatory care settings. But there are more types of software that run a medical facility. So let's talk about that today. So what other types of software are we helping our customers decommission? Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, the forefront and the displacement of best of breed applications within IDNs and healthcare institutions, really the focus, as you mentioned, is patient-centered data. But a lot of those applications, especially some of them that were more integrated in nature or standalone applications, really brought any kind of data for that business. Think of it, a healthcare institution is a business, so they've got to do payroll, human capital and management solutions, payroll, general finance, things like accounts payable, general accounts receivable outside of the patient side of the house, non-patient-centered data, really of all types of data domains. So a solution for archival, when we kind of sat down and sketched out our design, it really had to solve for any data coming into the solution. And we affectionately call that, you know, data is data. So, you know, we've got to be able to address quickly and robustly really any type of data that health institution might desire to either migrate or retain for archival purposes for the retention policies. Another example might be blood bank. Those systems are typically unit-based based on the blood unit. A lot of times those data elements have to be kept perpetually. So as we kind of look and help a customer consult on their decommissioning and application rationalization plan, you know, we're looking for what is retention period across each of those Different example might be that of a surgical supply entity. A unique situation, you know, we had archived a surgical supply vendor application that tracked by the serial number or model number of a particular device that was implanted in the patients. 
and we had an issue where there was a, a murder investigation and we were able to help a customer or you know IDN find that particular device that was implanted in a patient that was murdered and help solve a, a case. So really interesting. You know, you never know what needs are going to be out there, you know, in terms of what data that we need to capture and retain. Yeah, I mean, so interesting when you think about the vast amount of data. So with all that in mind and considering all these different field types that are being stored, I guess, for patient versus non-patient data, how are these data types getting centralized and stored so that it works for the users, you know, to see what they need to see when they need to see it, like you said? Yeah, yeah, great question. We manage that by what we call data domains. So as an example, accounts receivable management for patient-centric data is data domain clinical information for patients is a data domain. The financial or general finance elements are considered a data domain. So as we kind of approach the application, the first step is to identify what is the data centricity, and that helps us define the search screen. So it's very deliberate. Our application is unified in a central kind of pane of glass, if you will. So once a user, regardless of whether they're a super admin type user or a general user, the look and feel of the application is very similar no matter what these data domains are. The real difference is the search screen. So it's real important to know that, like I said, it's it's not separate applications. It's not sold as different modules. It is the health data platform of which Health Data Archiver is the key application to that suite. Again, users are managed by security groups, meaning an HR payroll resource probably isn't going to have access to general clinical data, as an example, on a patient, whereas, you know, a lab technician might not have access to fixed assets information. So users will access the application through a central location, but based on permissioning, get driven to the application or modules or data that they're able to see and access. But again, simple, easy to use navigation from a central location. That all makes sense. So when we think of employee records in particular, just because that's person-centric, just like a patient record would be. I know there are some really specific guidelines to manage personnel records, and they, they need to be maintained for years, just like medical records. And that might vary based on state or federal law. I'm just thinking, for example, I know that W-2s need to be retained for, you know, whatever, four or five years. But in your experience, I'm sure there are other healthcare-specific regulations that are governing employee records at a medical facility. Are there some that you can think of that might require us to retain those records for a longer period? Maybe the, maybe the best way to address that is each data domain, as we were talking about, really has their own retention rules and policies. And that can be driven both at a, a governmental or a local state level, as well as an individual customer-related policy. So, you know, we're pretty flexible, meaning we can help provide best practice of what, what the industry regulations and policies are. But more often, we're looking at that particular customer's retention policies. And as mentioned, we might have a customer that has an approach where as soon as data is eligible to be you know, eliminated, we set up purge rules to do that so that that data is not discoverable. Conversely, we have other customers that on the other end of the spectrum don't want to purge anything. So as long as you know, that particular data is available and their business is running, they want to keep that particular set of data you know, holistically throughout. So we have built a robust purge routine solution and, and built with rules to address that. But again, really de- depending on the data domain, 
as well as, you know, all those particular retention policies really kind of drive those decisions. But again, the solution that we offer, you know, is flexible to meet those demands. That makes sense. Yeah. And I was thinking of, you know, different things like OSHA or, you know, if you do drug testing for your employees or metal, yeah, medical exams, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all good points. Yeah. You're just going to have to save those longer. Are there any brand names that come to mind in terms of these non-healthcare applications that you're typically seeing archived, you know, like on the enterprise resource planning front, maybe specifically? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, both, you know, well, at the ERP level, you know, applications like Lawson, Infor, some of the departmental specific apps like Kronos that are time and attendance driven primarily, even some of the newer ones, Workday, where, you know, an acquisition may happen and they just moved over to Workday, but now they're moving to another, you know, entity and solution to provide, you know, that same same set of data requirements, as well as integrated delivery system, you know, HIS systems that were decommissioning. So Metatech, as an example, had a robust set of modules that addressed, again, accounts payable, fixed assets, general ledger, all that type of information, but CPSI, Healthland, really, really any of those pre-current market integrated delivery applications that are being displaced through, you know, merger and acquisition and replacement, as an example, come to mind. Most recently, you know, there's kind of the buzzword around CRM or customer relationship management systems. You know, as you see Salesforce kind of moving into the marketplace and working on things like patient engagement and outreach and kind of tying the communication workflows that haven't been necessarily the core function of the integrated delivery applications. We're finding that a lot of those unique standalone applications in that space are being displaced Again, ask folks to move to Salesforce and other similar type applications. But again, you know, back to our core tenant, which is, you know, really any data has to be eligible to be, you know, stored and easily accessed from our platform. And certainly we can do that. Yeah, there's just so many applications across a healthcare enterprise. You've heard of that. Have you heard of that DRIP acronym where they'll say data rich, information poor, do you think that applies here when it comes to an archival strategy? Because, you know, I think especially when you're considering the retention of patient, employee, business records, like we're talking about, it seems like that would apply here. I think that's an accurate portrayal. Uh, you know, it's not uncommon for us to, as we're kind of working with a customer on the consultation phase, first step we do is we do an inventory and help the customer kind of understand what is in their portfolio. A lot of times there's silos of information. Could be an acquisition happens and a newly brought on health system, as an example. They're not necessarily familiar with all the applications that might be within their portfolio as that happens. It's not atypical for us to kind of go through that process and, and interview key stakeholders and applications kind of pop out of the woodwork, if you will. So, you know, being able to make sure that we account for each of those applications, that good application rationalization program should have, definitely we're looking for those types of things. You know, again, really we're looking across all data domains. So again, it may not be atypical that a department within a customer is who reaches out through either IT or directly to container services. They may be really looking at, hey, we're moving to, our new EHR, as an example, here's my inventory of 10 systems, but nobody's talked with the other departments, as an example, which they all have the same challenge. So I think you're right. The other piece is having that data in silos. The longer they go with having those independent applications, 
there's lots of tenure. So both from a staff perspective, moving to, you know, their new roles within the organization on the new platforms, farther away they get from those older applications, you know, the more, you know, people frankly just forget. And, you know, some of that key information is still required and needed. You know, again, across HR data, for example, you might have to gather, you know, X years worth of data across that particular application or applications for a particular need. So being able to have that in one central location easily accessed, you know, so really you've got your go forward production application or, or a few of them, ideally, um, you're never, what we've seen is we never really get down to one application, but that plus the rationalization or archive platform holding everything else is really kind of the, the key driver and the holy grail that folks are looking for. Yeah, I think so. And that's when you can get that information. There's one archival place to look that is secure where you can search, sort, filter, and do reporting and analytics on all of that legacy data by domain, like you've mentioned. So Yeah, absolutely. As, as we talked, you know, really the ability to look in one solution for that data, the ability to have that secure, which again, a lot of folks are looking to us for that because they've got 2012 servers that are frankly open to risk. We talked about it, the ability to search and locate data quickly at your fingertips, often, you know, click away from the production application. There's things like single sign-on sorting and filtering to get to the data that you need and only the data you need quickly. And then you know, really the release of information, whether that be, again, patient-oriented, so through the HIM team or you know, other business departments that need to, to get that data for reporting, auditing, follow-up, and again, business needs. Again, absolutely all, all kind of part of the focus. Yeah. And it makes sense to have it have it all centralized. So Jim, thanks so much for joining us today. I think this is good to talk about these maybe less considered applications, but ones that are highly important for managing a healthcare business. Those are the employee and business records versus only always thinking about the clinical and financial data associated with patient records. So thanks for being here. Yeah, you bet. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Shannon. Yeah, and to our audience, thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next time when we cover another bite-sized topic related to the management of legacy data in healthcare. That's it for this session of Health Data Talks. Check out helpful resources at HarmonyHIT.com and follow us in your favorite podcast app to catch future episodes. We'll see you next time.